So, you saw him again? Yes. He showed me his office and... What? He said, I want to have you on my desk. In a picture frame. Oh, I knew he was the one. If commitment's your thing, get Match, the app for singles ready for real relationships. Match, start something real. everyone welcome to my podcast music is a prime mover uh, my name is austin i'm the host of the show um in this show we like to take albums or eps by lesser known bands and um bring them to people's attention and i'll kind of give you a review my thoughts on the album and you know that kind of thing so um this week we have a really really cool album to listen to uh, it's called autophobia by Oblio. Um, I'm really excited to bring that to you, but uh, I just want to get a couple things out of the way first before we get to the review. So, um, first off, another update on my album, The Path Ahead. Um, getting really close to being done. Uh, I have a couple more vocal parts to record, and then I start the mixing process and the mastering process. And, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping by the first or second week of, uh, December is all going to be done. So that's the hope right now. It's getting there. I'm getting close. You know, it's been, I've been working on this for the past two and a half years. I mean, it's been a long time coming, but uh, it's kind of weird actually to see the end of something that's been just in your life for this long. But I'm really excited to finish it and let everybody hear it. So um, that's the first update. Uh, the second is um, I've been getting a lot of really awesome feedback from people uh for this show and i really appreciate um everything you guys have to say i always take everything with an open mind and so you know if you have any suggestions or anything always let me know um i usually check my twitter page most often uh at music prime mover and um you know you can send me a dm or just tweet at me whatever you know say hey It'd be cool if he did something like this or, you know, or check this out, whatever. I'm always open for um, anything you guys have to say. Any feedback would be awesome. Uh, and if you like the show, please leave um, a rating or comment on iTunes or wherever, you know, you get the podcast from. And uh, all, stuff like that is always appreciated a lot. Um, I've also had a couple questions about a rating system. People are interested in, you know, to give these albums like um you know stars or thumbs up or you know a rating one out of ten and I uh, I've decided not to do anything like that um I put a lot of time into really listening to these albums taking them apart um giving you kind of my thoughts and they're really most of my review comes from a songwriter's point of view trying to tell you how the nuts and bolts of this kind of thing works and why there's maybe moments that are really cool but the basically what i'm saying is that um in order for me to spend the time to do this i already have to really like what i'm listening to 
And so you can just kind of infer that whatever I present for the show is something I already really like, which would obviously get a high rating. But I feel like um, I'd rather just give you my opinion on the piece itself and then you guys can you know infer whatever you want if you want to rate it that's cool you know whatever you guys want you know i just i'll give you my thoughts i'll let you hear a piece of the music and then go out and listen please <laughs> yeah listen to these artists and uh these albums and form your own opinion you now whatever you think it's not you know i don't want to make this like traditional music criticism i want it to be something more i don't know just more about the craft and about how the album hit me personally i mean it's all filtered through my point of view so anyway that's my little spiel about that so uh no rating system i'm just gonna give you my review that i work out and you know it'll be what it is all right so as i mentioned before the albums that i'm gonna be reviewing this week is autophobia by the band oblio all right so let's get right to it then here we go I wish I had more confidence. This is a lament I've uttered to myself thousands of times. And for someone who's uh, naturally an introvert and has a real tough time around other people, I think I've actually done a pretty decent job of functioning in society. Uh, now I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you know, you're thinking, well, what are you talking about? What does this have to do with uh, this album or this music? Yeah, I agree. But uh, I'm just asking for your patience as I go through this, as the this little prologue will become more relevant as we go. So as I mentioned before, this week I'm taking a listen to Audiophobia by Oblio. It's an album that's challenging. It's catchy. Um, the rhythms and the melodies are infectious almost. They And really, the whole thing is all around fascinating. I want to let you know right now from the top that I really, really love this album. Uh, and I think uh, being upfront with you about it, it'll make what I'm about to talk about more palatable. Just so you know, it's coming from a place of real enthusiasm. So, you know, don't mind me if I get a little indulgent or, you know, maybe harp on things that you go, all right, I get your point, you know, move on. <laughs> so I'm just warning you about that now. Um, and the same kind of goes for the album itself, actually. But enough of the setup, let's get right to the heart of the matter. So let me start a little bit with a little information about the band. They are an alternative rock band out of Long Beach, California, consisting of Alex Blake and Free. Um, they say they draw influences from the Replacements, Pixies, Weezer, uh, The Breeders, and Elliot Smith. Now, listening to this album, I can hear those influences, but um, in my review, I won't really be talking too much about influences or comparing to other artists as i feel you know i think that every work deserves to be listened to on its own terms and in its own way and so i'm not going to try to do that whole thing where you start comparing it to a bunch of other stuff so um all right so let's talk a little about the album itself uh, autophobia is their full-length debut and it is also a concept album now anyone who knows my taste in music knows that the phrase concept album is a key right to my heart. I love concept albums. Um, often it means that an artist has really taken time to 
think out exactly what they're going to do. And really, you know, they, they take a little more effort to put together to make it all mesh. And that's why even, you know, when maybe they're not as successful, I still find it a a good endeavor. And, and not only that, uh, I am a sucker for storytelling. I love coherent stories. But that being said, I'm not going to comment too much about the, sto uh, the story of autophobia itself, as I think it'd be much better for you, the listener, to listen to this album on your own, read the lyric book that accompanies it, to get the intention of right from the source and not from my interpretation or anything like that. So the first song on the album is titled Days. It starts with a little sound collage that uh, sets the tone, and then you're thrust right into the album with a tight and aggressive riff before the band pulls back and lets the vocals take the spotlight. The song has some of my favorite lyrical lines in the whole album. One goes, you're a, fig you're a figment constellation in my galaxy predation with friendships set like fuses turned to supernova skies. It's really an awesome line. It's complex, it's poetic, and yet even if you don't quite catch the full line on first pass, you can appreciate the mood that it's setting. Days is a well-composed piece of ebb and flow, push and pull with precise and often clever playing. The drumming is complimentary and precise while also being natural and creative. The bass holds down the low end while still adding wonderful melodic lines that pull it out of the ordinary. And the guitars perfectly fill out the mid-range. Uh, there's quite a few layers of guitars, uh, different parts, different effects, a little distortion on some, you know, some clean, some with more specialized effects, and all this together creates a beautiful landscape where the vocals live. And while I love the instrumentation and performances, I think the vocals are what make this song really pop. The melodies are strong, and the harmonies come in and out in the perfect places, and I know it's not an easy feat. I often struggle with trying to find the right ratio of single melody lines to harmonies, but they really nail it on days. And yet the thing that sticks with me the most is the line, Wish I had your confidence. And it's actually just a piece of the chorus, but it hits you hard if you've ever had that thought about somebody else. It's that kind of thing that only songs can do, connect right to your inner hopes, fears, insecurities, and let you know that there's somebody else, you know, somebody else that feels the same way. And all in five words. Your 
After Days We Transition Transition to Burning Girl. Probably the grungiest song of the album, but not a grunge song by any stretch of the imagination. The song is dark and harmonically dense, drawing a little on aggression and sadness, but somehow still uplifting. The melodies, once again, are spot on, they're catchy, interesting, and memorable, and yet set against a backdrop of bleakness. It does a really good job musically of taking the baton from days and bringing you deeper into their world. After Burning Girl, there's Lily, which is a complete tonal change. This is an acoustic guitar-centered ballad. Well, maybe not exactly a ballad, but pretty close. <laughs> it feels kind of like um, decades-old folk that someone has breathed new life into. All the instruments completely complement each other on this track, like a finely woven fabric, each fiber interlocking to make a unified piece. The vocal harmonies are lush and enveloping, and the instrumental riffs are catchy and tasteful, never taking focus from the vocal melody, which is the centerpiece of the song. An especially nice touch is the repeated dum-da-da-dum ostinato. It pushes the song along with a sense of urgency that the lead vocal performance solidifies. The lyrics are also wonderfully deceptive, and uh, being about the feeling of being so taken with someone, even with things that could have... It could have drifted a bit cliché, but they turn a phrase or change a cadence and it keeps you engaged and in the moment. And then the song ends with a deceptive cadence, which deprives you of the feeling of completeness and really is the perfect choice to leave you a little uneasy and wondering where do things go from here. And then from here we go to Then I Wake Up. Now this one's kind of a straight ahead rocker. It starts off as almost like a lullaby, but don't be fooled. It does take off. And all those times I paint you flowers, you put them in your hair. Such a pretty sight to see until you dance. 
From an almost snarled vocal delivery to the wall of guitars, it kicks you away from Lily with a vengeance. Now, the rhythm section really drives the song forward when they kick in. This song kind of exemplifies the loud, quiet, loud ethos of the Pixies. A uh, subdued verse section with a smooth and laid-back melody to the aggressive punk mayhem of the chorus. And yet, the common thread of the album still goes through this one as well. The harmonies are tight, the structure is deliberate and well thought out, and I really love the guitars on this track. Uh, apart from the main guitar track, the other layers of guitar feel like they're kind of barely holding themselves together as if any moment they go completely off the rails, and it creates the perfect atmosphere of controlled chaos, you know, controlled mayhem, and something dark seeping in the corners, and yet still all perfectly held together and melodic. Sometimes I make a little mistake and push my luck too far. Cause that's when I wake up just right away. And then with another another little sound collage, we launch into Weatherman. Now this is by far the groovy song on the album. And uh, no, I'm not talking about 60s slang. I mean there's a, a groove to this song. The melodic driving bass and the poundic rhythmic drumming push underneath an offbeat rhythm guitar part before solidifying together into a you know wall of rock chorus that really fills out the sonic spectrum. So this, this song's kind of full of uh, weather-related metaphors, obviously, for relationships and interpersonal interactions between people who aren't quite making it click. Uh, it's another well-written and orchestrated track, and it has enough twists on convention to make it really stand out and force you to take notice. Uh, one thing that they're really good at doing on the whole album is creating mood and atmosphere, and this track is no exception. Okay, so after Weatherman, we move to Oxygen. Uh, the opening lyrics of this song are among my favorites. And when I say among my favorite, I mean among my favorite I've ever heard, not just for this album. Is anything in this life necessary? Is anything in this life permanent? 
If we only ever work and want for money, if we don't need to breathe love like oxygen. Is anything in this life necessary? Is anything in this life permanent? If we only ever work and want for money If we don't need to breathe love like oxygen I can see that you don't care The lament, the social critique and finishing with the poetic simile, if we don't need to breathe love like oxygen. It's really stunning in its beauty and simplicity, but it's an incredibly complex simplicity. And I know that kind of sounds um, obnoxiously paradoxical and maybe a little pretentious, uh, but it really does have this beautiful and simplistic complexity. See... The highest goal I believe songwriters can achieve is taking big metaphysical themes and distilling them down into digestible thoughts that you, you, know, you can't believe you never put into that phrasing or construct yourself. Um, this song's also kind of a tonal shift from the last song. This one's another acoustic-based piece that opens up with deliberately strummed acoustic guitars and a tenderly sung melodic line. But the electric guitar starts to stake out their space, building to a beautiful chorus that goes harmonically not quite where you'd expect. I can tell you're annoyed that I care to know so much, and I can tell you think we're running out of time. For a moment, I forgot all of our troubles. I think this chorus is my favorite on the entire album. It's so well put together and melodic, and it feels familiar, and yet also somehow still unexpected. For a moment, we just lived happily. See, I really love the lyrics on this one. Did I say that already? <laughs> Sorry, but I mean, just I really love them. Um, the harmonies are so well written, and and they really make the song for me. And I don't know if it was written with this purpose, but this song feels like the centerpiece of the entire album. It has all the elements that we've heard in the previous songs, and yet here they're the most masterfully executed into a really memorable song that I found myself singing, you know, hours after I listened to it. I can feel that you don't feel it anymore All right, so now we go from Oxygen to Shunned. Uh, the one thing I worried about after being so taken with the previous song, I, I worried that no matter what followed, it would kind of be a letdown. But luckily, Shunned actually has really strong melodies and a sweet vulnerability that makes it really enduring, endearing. rather. Um, it's another pulsing rocker, 
And the one thing I noticed about this album is that uh, they really have the ability to take these kind of dirty and aggressive riffs and place them behind beautiful melodies that create this really unique sound that um, in theory could be, you know, if you thought about it, it could be kind of gimmicky, but they pull it off so well and I continue to find myself surprised at how much I like the style. Uh, this song also has the line, um, Jesus is my only friend, I treat him like shit. <laughs> I can't pin down exactly what it is that I like about it, but that line really stuck with me after the song was over. Uh, this one's another really strong entry on the album. Alright, so now the next song on the album is called Low Expectations. Uh, this one is a dark, overdriven track. It's aggressive and kind of missing that hopeful sheen that was on the other songs. Um, but that's not a criticism. Uh, I actually love that change. Uh, it's about the time in the album's uh, running time where you like the tension to kind of mount. Uh, I find the song really comes into its own when the instruments drop out and slowly build back up again. The two I love the most She's the hole inside my head And he's the Holy Ghost From all this celebration So after low expectations, we move on to Poor Man. Now this one's kind of a low-key lament. Its keyboards provide the dark mood and harmonic chord progression, while the guitar acts more like uh, percussive rhythm instruments. kind of feels a little bit like a slow funeral march it's barely holding itself together and yet it still moves along 
vocals are almost whispered. Yeah, but it's a really beautiful song, and I love this kind of mood setting. It takes us in a completely new direction, really adds to the mystique of the album. And it has a 4 minute and 20 second running time, but it keeps the listener so interested that it doesn't feel quite that long. It's really a great case study in minimalism and songwriting and using themes and uh, arrangement to really put mileage onto a couple different musical themes. So after Poor Man comes the track Wisdom. Now, this is where I start to consider it to be the ending run of Autophobia. It opens with panned acoustic and electric guitars underneath a gorgeous melody sung with the kind of naked vulnerability that many singers, myself included, <laughs> uh, would envy being able to pull off. And yet after that, soon you are enveloped in a sound as the chorus feels like it surrounds you before it pulls back to the verse section. Now, the second time the verse comes in, the instrumentation's changed up a little bit. Uh, there's a fuzzily, uh, fuzzily distorted guitar adding a new element to the melodic landscape. Uh, Wisdom is really a masterclass in using instrumentation in the most effective way, getting a lot of intrigue out of a couple different musical themes. And the ethereal sound design really adds an extra dimension to this track. It creates a space that feels like you've stepped into it. And all the instruments here are played with great restraint and precision. This, will, this track is really, really well done. So just what did you learn about me? Alright, next up after that is a track called OK. And once again, it's another stylistic change, but this time maybe the most jarring. It begins a cappella. As a songwriter, 
I know that an engaging acapella piece is incredibly difficult to pull off, but here it is well done, often bucking convention and melody and note movement, and uh, soon the voices are met by a piano as the song builds, and it becomes something different entirely. I have to say, it's a bold stylistic choice, but I think it actually pays off really well. Often when you get to the last couple of tracks on an album, um, mind fatigue can start to set in. But with this track, it not only keeps you engaged, it draws you in, letting you know there are still twists left on this trip, you know, there's still space left to be explored. All right, and now the penultimate song on Autophobia is a song called Setsumi. A jazzy acoustic part opens the song, joined by a restrained rhythm section. Uh, the water metaphors are apt in the song as it kind of feels like it flows over you, like you could float away in its tranquility. But it also contains a really couple or a couple really clever rhythmic parts before launching into a, a punishing wall of guitars that pull you into the closing section of the song. The song is a slow sonic build to this twitching, fuzzy release. It's another strong compositional choice. And then we arrive at the title track, Autophobia. The sound design in this song is really great. Um, the, this part kind of sounds like it was recorded on, you know, old-timey vinyl before the song starts to melt into the clarity we expect of modern recordings. When 
Uh, this track really feels like a folk ballad with its tight harmonies and soaring melodies. It's simple, it's beautiful. And in the song, there's a line that says, uh, goes, Take me away. And I couldn't help but feel that is exactly what this entire album has done. It takes you away from your thoughts, from your anxieties, and places you directly in its space and says, Now listen to my thoughts, my anxieties, my fears, my worries. My love, my self-examination, it's my turn. I have to say, Autophobia as an album really blew me away. It is so well thought out and so well performed and so well done. Their sense of melody and composition are really impressive. They take convention and turn it on its head, and they play with influences and themes and create a totally unique work that you can tell was built off of a love of music and a love of what they're doing, and yet completely stands on its own. Autophobia means the fear of self, and this album does feel like an examination of everything that makes us human and flawed, and it lays right out there and dares you to come along for the ride. And I can tell by listening there was an immeasurable amount of care put into this album. I wish the band mixed and mastered themselves, actually, and it feels like it's their baby through and through. Uh, but more than anything else I've said about it, my favorite thing this album did for me was... For a moment, I forgot all my troubles. For a moment, I forgot all of our troubles. For a minute, there it felt like we were free. For a moment, we forgot about ourselves. For a moment, we just Well, thank you for listening. Uh, that was my review of Autophobia by Oblio. Uh, really great album and um, really, really blew me away. And I have to say they've gained at least one new fan and hopefully quite a few more for all of you listening. Um, as always, my hope with this is just to add another artist to your playlist, make you aware of somebody else you weren't before, and bring new music into your world. And so hopefully uh, done a good job of that. Alright, so give you kind of the rundown. You can find me on Twitter um, at Music Prime Mover. It's where I spend most of my social media time for this podcast. Uh, of course, this is a branch of our main podcast, Dumb All Over, which you can find at Dumb All Over. Um, if you want to help support the show, you can donate to Patreon at Dumb All Over. And um, I believe a $1 donation gets you access to Tom's show. 
affirmative assessment where he's uh, reviewing movies this season, and it's actually really kind of funny how many movies he hasn't seen. <laughs> and um, yeah, the first episode he really, or first two, were really good. And I know he has a couple more in, in the works that are going to be really interesting. So if you want to go to Dumb All Over on Patreon, uh, you can donate at the $1 level, $1 an episode, and you'll get his show, you'll get this show, um, bonus content, our main show, and uh, we have a couple of more things planned that we'll tell you about. So you can find it at Dumb All Over, uh, the show at Music Prime Mover, um, our other podcast, Pod and History X, you'll find at Pod and History X, and we have a couple more of those coming up. So uh, a lot of stuff going on <laughs> in our podcasting world. Um, and then, of course, like I mentioned before, my album is going to be out soon, so I'll keep everybody updated on that. Um, if you like the show, leave a review and rating on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use to listen to this. And uh, thanks again. And check out Autophobia by Oblio. It's a really great album. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And I'll let them take the rest of it. Where would we be without you? The butchers, the bakers, the digital future makers. From BLTs to MOTs, you're the companies that keep us all going. So mind your business, Britain. And so will we, with our Insights Hub to help you navigate the year ahead. Because deal or no deal, from Downing Street to the High Street, every business is part of something far, far bigger. Find out how HSBC could help you at business.hsbc.uk slash mindyourbusiness. Tom. Jessica. I can't wait anymore. Tell me. I want your fingers all over my apartment keys. Ah, oh, I thought you'd never ask. If commitment's your thing, get Match, the app for singles ready for real relationships. Match, start something real.